وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته مستيصاب أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا to you this beautiful Monday morning Alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala grants you the strength and energy to inshallah inspire the ummah and inshallah may we all benefit from your nasliha the platform is yours وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم مولانا سليم كريم جزاك الله خيرا تو تكنيشنز برادر جنيد كان برادر رياض حسين نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري وحلل اقدت من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Today in South Africa, Southern Africa, Mauritius It is the first of Sha'aban, 1445 We read Allahu Akbar Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin These words Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin are mentioned in Abu Dawood O Almighty Allah, Jalla make this month of Shaban a month of khair and goodness for us and the entire Ummah, wa rushdin and a month of righteousness. We read and recite the following dua. Allahumma barikna fi Shaban wa balighna Ramadan. O Almighty Allah, Azza wa Jalla, grant us barakah blessings during this month of Shaban and spare us for the honorable month of Ramadan, Mubarak. Today, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla, we focus on chapter 33, Surah Al-Ahzab, and verses number 7 and verse number 8. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla informs us, وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا Remember in the Arabic language, when id precedes a verb in the past tense, then it means wazkur. So remember, when we took, so Almighty Allah uses the royal pronoun we as a symbol of respect and reverence for himself. And Almighty Allah is tempting his majesty, authority, sovereignty. Nobody in the universe can do that. Only I, Allah, Jalla am the Khalik, the creator, the Malik, the exclusive owner and creator. Hence, Almighty Allah tempts his majesty by using the terminology we, the royal pronoun and remember the time when we took from the prophets peace be upon them a pledge, a covenant from every prophet they will teach Tawheed the oneness of all Risalat they were selected by all to be prophets and remember the life after death and there will be Jannah and Paradise and Jahannam the Hellfire 
All Mighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions five prophets and messengers' names here, and these are the Ulul Azmi Min Rusul, the most important prophets and messengers, and Imamul Anbiya Wal Mursaleen, and the greatest of all for all times, all places, is Mustafa Nabi Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Waminka and from you also Ya Rasulullah O Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah took this pledge. So remember the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam means the most praised and the name is mentioned four times the Ismigrami Nami Nami of the Master alayhi salam four times in the Noble Quran and chapter number forty seven dedicated to Prophet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ahmad so it means I praise Almighty Allah the most in the creation thereafter chronological table وَمِن نُوحِو and then Nuh alayhi salam Noah so his name Nami Nami is mentioned 43 times in the Noble Quran and that means remember Noah Nuh means to console people pacify people at the time of calamity disaster and chapter 71 is dedicated to him for Ibrahim and Abraham and he chapter 14 is dedicated to him and his Nami Nami Ismigrami honorable name is mentioned 69 times in the Noble Quran for Musa and Moses peace be upon him his Nami Nami Ismigrami is mentioned the most amongst the prophets and messengers in the Noble Quran 136 times for Isa Bani Maryam and remember Isa Jesus the son of of Mary, Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam's name is mentioned 25 times in the Noble Quran and his honorable mother Maryam is mentioned 34 times in the Noble Quran and the chapter, chapter 19 is dedicated to her. She is the only lady whose name, remember, is mentioned explicitly in the Noble Quran. So imagine how Almighty Allah has elevated all the prophets and messengers and yet the most important five are mentioned and Imamul Anbiya Wal Mursaleen the greatest for all times all places is Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَأَخَذْنَا مِنُهُمْ And from them, from these five, we have taken مِيثَاقٍ غَلِيظًا A solemn pledge, a very, very important pledge. So the message will go global and international. There's only one religion from time immemorial, from the time of Adam and Eve, from the time of Nabi Adam alayhi salatu salam to Sayyidah Hawa radiallahu anha and his honorable wife Adam and his wife Eve so till now and till the day of justice and that is Islam no other religion is accepted by all Almighty Allah Jalla Allah so why did Almighty Allah take this pledge why did Almighty Allah mention these five prophets messengers names so that Almighty Allah will ask the truthful people about their truthfulness so it doesn't mean that Almighty Allah doesn't know or Allah forbid Allah's knowledge all embracing all encompassing at all times all places Allah will expose it to humanity who are the truthful ones and who are the liars who are the fencers 
Jesus. When people sit on the fence, they are guilty of committing a major, major offense. And Almighty Allah has prepared for the non-Muslims, remember, a very, very painful punishment. So therefore, we should always beg Almighty Allah, we live with Iman and Islam, and we pass away with Iman and Islam. Chapter 12, Surah Yusuf, and verse number 101, Oh, beloved Allah, let me pass away with Iman and Islam, and unite me with the devout and pious servants of Almighty Allah. Every day we should be learning and reading this dua and reciting it. Teach our children, grandchildren, and students. That is the only criteria for success as far as we are concerned. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Today, as I told you, is the first of Shaban in South Africa, Southern Africa. But remember, in most parts of the world, Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawwara, Masjid Al-Aqsa, Palestine, and 80-90% of the world, today is the second of Shaban Mubarak. So remember, it's a very, very great, important month. And Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, Sallallahu used to fast excessively during the month of Shaban. Those of us who want to fast, for example, today, so very good, it's Monday, it's Shaban. But if we have Qadha fast, then it's compulsory upon us to give preference to the Qadha fast over the Sunnah fast and Nafil fast. Remember the 10, 20, 25 Qadha we have, keep it now every day, every second day. Allah Jalla Wala grant us tawfiq. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We take you around the world, nationally, globally, internationally, with the news, views, and interviews. The apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, Hitler's children, have struck again in Rafah. They right by the southern border with Egypt of Gaza. So Israel struck last night, and 50 aerial attacks on the 1 million plus people they squeeze into Gaza, and more than 50 people passed away. In Shuhada and Amatas, many of them children, women, innocent civilians, two mosques also demolished. Now you tell me, if Russia had to carry out something like this, the world media will be screaming and shouting, these are the terrorists, there must be sanctions and they must be kicked out and expelled from this organization. But the super terrorists, the mass murderers, the mass people who are committing their cancer to the world, that is the Jews and the Jutlas, the Haramis and the Malunin, the cursed nation, the baby killers. They need to be expelled from the United Nations. They need to be kicked out from FIFA. They need to be kicked out from all countries. Remember that. But we should need Iman. Look at this Arab Tanpot dictators, these murtads and apostates and traitors to Islam, your Egypt, your Jordan, your Saudi Arabia, your United Arab Emirates, your Bahrain and your Morocco and Sudan but Sudan just leave them out they have enough problems so you must remember look at the other Arab regimes immediately they could sever ties but Netanyahu does as he pleases Biden warned him yesterday and he's spitting in everybody's face and telling them go to hell we will do as we please and nobody can touch us imagine the world looks on as the genocide the war crimes the ethnic cleansing takes place shame on 
you, the whites, and the white hegemony, that is your America, that is your Britain, and France, and remember that Germany, Italy, all of them are complicit in this crime of genocide, ethnic cleansing. NATO attacks Trump. Trump said that Russia should attack those countries of NATO that are not paying their dues and their fees. So now the NATO partners got stuck into Trump. Remember that everybody got the axe to grind with one another. Biden and BB had a discussion. So Biden, the old man, remember that whose memory is failing him, and Joe genocide Biden as his name is, and BB Netanyahu, the butcher of Gaza that civilians must be guarded and cautioned and so forth so he tells him yes yes and then he shows who is the boss you see that's his mentality the mass murderer the war criminal Bibi Netanyahu King Abdullah of Jordan went yesterday dropping medicines there in Gaza. This was just a public stunt, you must remember, that to show the people of the world that we are with Palestine and see we are dropping medication here. So you go with a helicopter and what have you and so forth, you must remember. But the arms are coming into Israel via Jordan to murder those very Palestinians. Are you not guilty, King Abdullah, you murdered? So you must remember. Remember, a whole lot of them traitors, they stabbed the Palestinians in the back, just like the MBS and MBZ, all the shaitans and murdered. Pakistan, Imran Khan's party, remember the candidates who support Imran Khan, but they went in as independents. They finished first in the elections. That's official. And then second as a party, remember, was Nawaz Sharif's party. But if you look at it, there are 20 seats or 21 seats ahead. So now all the horse trading will take place. You know, Pakistan, that all the rishwat and bribery, corruption, Danli rigging will start, and it already started. So let's wait and see who will form the next government there in Pakistan. The Lunar New Year has started in China and they have a name. Sometimes they call it the Year of the Dragon like this year or they call it the Year of the Swine or the Year of the Snake and so forth. So now there are big, big celebrations. Hundreds of thousands and millions of people are celebrating in China. When I went also, it was that time there, it was the Year of the Dragon many, many years ago. Nigerian bank chief killed in U.S. helicopter crash. Now you put two and two together. It's a U.S. helicopter, and this guy is a Nigerian bank chief. So what does that tell you? There is something going on there. Remember Ziaul Haq, the Prime Minister, President of Pakistan, Prime Minister, General Ziaul Haq, we say Rahimahullah for him. So same thing happened with him, but he was one sharper. He told the American ambassador, come with me. So he also died, you must remember, the American ambassador, ambassador at that time. So remember, they cooked these kind of things up. Egypt and Saudi Arabia, the puppets and traitors, warn Israel of dire consequences that if they attack Rafah, well, he attacked, let's see what you're going to do, Egypt. Let's see what you're going to do, Saudi Arabia. Besides running to the United Nations and emergency meeting, then America vetoes it. So what good is all that? Why can't you just sever all your diplomatic ties? Are you not allowing air flights to go through your airspace? Are you not allowing the 
food and the fruit and what and what to come into United Arab Emirates. Kick them out. Sever all ties. And you, Saudi Arabia, shame on you for allowing the airspace. You must remember to these Jutlas and Haramis. U.S. ship aid, you must remember that the United Nations ship aid, so held at Israeli port, so you must see now United Nations sends aid for Gaza, and then the Israelis hold it at their port and they will decide when it can go through the aid and so forth. Proper Haramis and criminals and super terrorists. Three Israelis seriously wounded, Alhamdulillah, we're very very happy about that, if they freck also, and they die and they dispatch to Jahannam will be more happy as well. An Australian MP who was previously the deputy president of Australia found totally drunk right on the street in Canberra. So these are the politicians, you understand, totally drunk. And then they ask us why Islam has said that all forms of alcohol intoxicants are haram and unlawful. And Israel, the Jutlas, will tell you kosher alcohol. So that makes a mockery of their kosher business remember that so this is how you see imagine deputy president he was and now he's an MP and now he's lying there swearing so they ask him what happened he says no my tablets and and my medication got mixed up these are all haramis so remember Allah exposes them in Turkey, the Gaza war is turning to a dangerous mood. The people are demanding from Urdugan, we have such a powerful army, why are you not using it? We must enter Gaza and these Arab turnpot dictators, open the borders and sit in your palaces like bailas and like homosexuals and all that and allow the Taliban to come in and then see what will happen. But these are enemies of Islam and Muslims, remember. Haaretz newspaper writes the United States and United Kingdom should recognize a Palestinian state. Vote, remember this article also came through. Vote fraud prevented Trump from winning the presidential election in 2020. More and more people are getting convinced of that even now. Tucker Carlson remembered that he was very famous with Fox TV and then they had a fallout. So now he's like an independent guy. So he faces persecution from Europe and from here and there. People are calling him a traitor for interviewing Putin. So, and Putin, so what happens now? So isn't there freedom of press? Isn't there freedom of association? So Putin is a good guy for us Muslims. As long as he hit the hells out of America and their interests he hit the hell out of Europe how do you think we feel you must remember when you just turn a blind eye to the war crimes and genocide in Palestine perpetrated by the Jutlas the Zionist apartheid regime so now why should we support you we will support Putin we know he's a tyrant we know he's a harami we know he's a war criminal but rather we support him because he's harming the European and American and Israeli interest so that's why we'd say that
Iran is marking its 45th year of the revolution. You Muslims who belong to Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah never ever use the term Islamic revolution. You know Islamic revolution. I was there for 13 days approximately in 2013 in Iran. There is not one single masjid mosque in the capital Tehran for us, the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. It's a Persian and a Shia revolution and Shias are Pakka Kufa people who swear and curse Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Omar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, 100% out of the fall of Islam. So Malema was very busy in the weekend. He says, we will grant 4,000 rand a month for pensioners and that will be if we come into power. From where will the money come? The taxpayers are getting less and remember the people are making South Africa a complete welfare state. So remember that that is the hollow, hollow promises of politicians. You know that Zapiro made a big cartoon of all the failures of the ANC and then success, they couldn't get one also. Thousand people march, you must remember, against Bibi Netanyahu Saturday night in the weekend. Big, big clashes, remember, between the police and Israelis. Inshallah, they'll be heading for a civil war. Allama shattid shamlahum, Allama dammir diyarahum, Allama khalif bayna qulubi musufufihim, Allahumma jdud wat'ataka ala al-yahudi al-zalimin al-muhtallin al-ghasibin, Allah jalla wala punish them the jutlas, the haramis, and let them fight among themselves. Israel claims tunnels found Hamas tunnels under the United Nations headquarters all lies and fabrications a lady Palestinian lady with a child executed in full view of the people innocently but that is Israel they have license to kill and murder any Palestinian and the child is injured so imagine what they do so they have snipers and they can just murder and kill and you whiteies want to tell me America and United Kingdom France and Germany that these are civilized people these are barbarians remember this they subhuman worse that's why Allah said their forefathers were swines and monkeys chapter 5 verse 60 they worse than donkeys South Africa, your president told you on Wednesday night that he stated the nation he addressed, you know, on Wednesday night, oh, load shedding will be under control. Well, just before I came down, five past four, the load shedding started again. We had stage six. It's just going from bad to worse. And who must carry the blame? Obviously, the ANC. Anyway, when people are in power, remember, you know, authority, the blame goes to you. So you are hopeless, useless, good for nothing, and you're going to lose millions of votes only on this year that you can have in Daba and big, big conferences, hopeless, useless, because the load shedding is really, really frustrating for Tom, Dick, and Mary in the street. Seven Indians return home. Now listen to this story here. 
Seven Indian guys, the Navy, they were caught there in Qatar in Doha and the charges were made that they were spying espionage for Israel and they said the death penalty for them. Then Modi, and remember the politicians of India intervened, then they changed it. They said, okay, life imprisonment or so many years. Now further deals, they say, okay, you go home, you are good boys. You see, this is the problem with the Arab Tanpot dictators, remember, all of them, 90% of them, that they look at their business interests first. So India is a big business partner. Come, come, is all right. Let them go home. We will continue business as usual but if it was another country then it should make a big noise for the whiteies they have a different law for the indians a different law for the true muslims a different law so that is why they become the laughing stock of the world remember today monday first of shabani in south africa 8 30 to 9 inshallah monana zahid khan will interview me we will discuss palestine and related issues and inshallah one to two will be the tafsir and commentary of the noble Quran 2 to 2.30 very interesting our report back our trip mashallah to Pretoria and to Trihat so this was and the happenings during the course of the week last week and that will be between 2 and 2.30 and then at night 8 to 10 inshallah Aziz the live Q&A with Moana Khalid Yaqub as Hafiz Wadi is traveling somewhere so may all make it easy and accept it Moana Salim Karim Barakallah we have 20 minutes for the Q&A inshallah Aziz and I hope everything went well with Mufti Ibrahim Smith also inshallah every day he will be on at this time that you heard him today inshallah Zakla Mufti AK stupid man listen to me it's not always your opinion that counts why don't you take live callers on the show so that we can give you a tongue lashing when you are wrong, are you afraid of a verbal challenge, Big John? So, Big John, John Wayne, so we're giving you your platform uncensored. Are you not grateful? If we never gave you the platform and we were giving the Muslims the platform, then you could say, we don't want to give anybody live call because you'll talk more nonsense than anything else. I want to ask you, Big John, John Wayne, that are Israel an apartheid regime? Is Israel committing murder, genocide? Is Israel and America and France and UK and all these countries assisting them, India and so forth, that targeting babies and children and innocent people? This is the decline of Israel. Inshallah, in the year 2025, 20, 26, 27, Inshallah, Allah willing, there will be no Israel. It will be wiped off the surface of this earth and that is the system of all Allah. you know nothing about Palestine and occupied Palestine so remember and it's golden history so from 1099 to 1187 you must remember all Allah gave it to the crusaders the Christians for 88 years occupation and then Saladin the just Salahuddin Ayyub became liberated it Allah Jalla Allah will appoint and select whoever will be the liberator of the land of Palestine and the people of Palestine and all our holy places and the Jutlas will be defeated and this is enshrined in the noble Quran both sides the Jutla 
Ahmadiyyas will come and their supporters will come. Chapter seven, chapter seventeen, verse one zero four. Faida ja awa adul lafifa. So they will come in their groups and they will be supporting Israel. But all Allah motivates, inspires us. Chapter seventeen, verse seven. Faida ja awa adul akhirah. Liyasu hujuhakum waliyadhulul masjid kama dhaluhu awal marra waliyutabiru ma alau tadbira. That the final promise will come. The Muslim army will disfigure your faces. We already sent five, six thousand jutla straight to hell. Ten thousand or more are injured. Three thousand, four thousand are already blind or semi-blind. Ten thousand, eight thousand already suffering from trauma and so forth. The curse nation. So they will disfigure their faces. They will enter Masjid al-Aqsa, the mosque of Aqsa, and remember what the Jutlas call Temple Mount. Nothing belongs to the Jews and the Zionists. Everything belongs to Muslims. And we will enter it through jihad. And they will crush them with their pride and arrogance. Uncle Sam will be also finished. Like now, people are de-dollarizing. John Wayne, so remember that. You see, the truth is always better. And remember, the tongue-lashing we give you is from your own media. It's not our opinion. A.K., your Muslim book is written in Arabic. Speaking to Muslim, majority of them can read it, but does not understand a single word they read. This sounds ridiculous. So is this book only meant for Arab-speaking or learned people who can speak the lingo? Yesterday, you said that one should not read the English version. So how do majority of people know what they are reading? Dirk. Dirk, thank you. I see you listening to me attentively like John Wayne. I'm honored, my brother, Dirky. And remember, John Wayne, I love you guys when you'll pose these questions to me. Come, I answer you three ways. You see, the noble Quran, the glorious Quran, has 6,236 verses, 6236, okay? 114 surahs and chapters. Today, when you look at the Muslim world, one billion of them, majority are non-Arabs. And they have by heart memorized the noble Quran from cover to cover, which not one rabbi can do, not one priest or pope can do, regarding your books and scriptures. So I myself, I bahated the Quran, the entire Quran, before I became mature. And we didn't know Arabic. My beloved parents sent me Allah grant them paradise, Jannatul Firdos, to Karachi, Pakistan, to go and study. So like that, you must remember this. Your point is taken that majority Muslims do not know Arabic. That is their own failure. But that does not mean that you tell them to go study the Quran unilaterally, individually, so what they will understand. You must have a teacher. You tell your son, your daughter, there's the swimming pool, and you go jump in there without an instructor. What will happen? So that will be their last swim. You must remember that. So in life, you tell them there's the vehicle, here's the keys, go take the car for a spin. So that will be the last spin of the car and for him or her for that matter. So common sense is 
not so common. So therefore, Islam says you must have a teacher to teach you. So we encourage everybody to learn Arabic. We tell you non-Muslims also to learn Arabic. That is a failure. But that does not mean that the Quran Sharif, it comes now, is not the greatest miracle it was. It is. It will always be the greatest miracle of Mustafa, Prophet Muhammad Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and millions of people have by hearted it, majority non-Arabs, and it remains in its pristine purity. You don't have one Torah, you don't have one Injil gospel that is still there in its original version. Remember, revealed to Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, the Torah. Revealed to Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, the Injil, the gospel, the Bible. You have so many different versions of the Bible and the Torah that even the virgins are confused, brothers. So that is our response. Sir, we Christians give 10% of our money in charity. You Muslims give charity and claim it back through tax deduction. Is charity not supposed to come from your heart and not from your pocket, Steve? Steve, very good point. So when you give 10%, the question you should ask is how many Christians are giving the 10%? And then what are the priests doing? What are the monks doing? What are the nuns doing? So when I read there about the Christians, you must remember, I find the monk and the nun are busy with some monkey business. When I read about the priests, they are busy with the boys and so forth, with pedophilia. When I read about the churches, the corruption and so forth, self-enrichment taking place. We Muslims throughout the world, we are the most generous people, remember that. Two and a half percent is the mandatory charity and compulsory charity known as zakat and besides that we have to give our charity to many many causes and so forth so we're always in the forefront yes that point of yours the second one is taken yesterday also one brother asked me that he wants to reclaim that 18 section 18 and whatever I told him although there's some ulama scholars they say it's permissible I personally I never encourage it so once you paid your zakat, once you have paid, you must remember your charity and so forth. So we shouldn't look for kickbacks and so forth and so on. It's unethical, although some ulama say it's permissible. But best is you must remember myself. We pay everything, but we never ever claim anything back ever section 18 or whatever section it is. So Islamically, we will say permissible, but unethical. God says, when you come to me walking, and I will come to you running. So does this not clarify that Jesus is the Son of God, because God comes in human form? So if Jesus was born, as you say, and his mother was Mary, so who was running the world before Jesus? If you say Jesus is God or the Son of God, then you in the same breath you say that he was crucified and therefore you have the Easter Friday and the Easter weekend. Then you say he was buried there in the tomb, the Holy Sepulchre and so forth. So Jesus dies, Jesus is buried. So who's running the world? God was born, God dies, God is buried. So you see the how, ludic- how crazy a situation it is. So you must remember that Jesus 
Jesus himself said that I am the servant of God and Allah inni Abdullah so how can he be God remember that when he's eating drinking sleeping and all these type of things yeah so therefore Christianity has no message for the world today and the BBC carried the documentary you can go to their archives and search for it the rise of the crescent the rise of Islam and the decline and the fall of the cross the crucifix so Christianity dead religion remember Hinduism dead Judaism dead all religions dead today why because the politicians and others have hijacked it you must remember the BJP hijacked the whole of Hinduism and they made Hinduism so hated because of their terrorist policies apartheid policies you see Judaism hijacked by who by remember the Zionists you take Christianity that hijacked by who by Paul so you must remember Paul was a Jutla his name was Saul and Saul say he saw a vision and then he changed the whole face of the true Christianity so that is what happened to all your religions nobody can change Islam you have people today in America in Europe in Africa they pay them think tanks but who can change the Quran they tried so many times via the internet artificial intelligence but the Quran is in Moa Salim Karim's heart the Quran Sharif is in my heart with Allah's help it's in the heart of Malik of Muslims how are you going to remove that inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidun chapter 15 verse number 9 that we surely definitely have revealed this Quran Sharif gradually piecemeal and surely we will protect it preserve it from all types of addition omission interpolation it's the only divine scripture that has stood the test of time what is the significance of your pilgrimage? Is it necessary as there is no fun going there? So what you do must, you what must, do you achieve besides wasting thousands of dollars and getting sunburned in desert? Better go to Maldives if what's money spent. So, my brother, you are a non-Muslim, so now I pose the question to you, what is the benefit for you to go to church or to temple or to wherever you are going every Sunday or Saturday to your synagogue or whatever, and you're wasting your time and your petrol and diesel and so forth? So let me explain to you what is pilgrimage. From Prophet Adam, peace be upon him, right up to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, every prophet and messenger of Almighty Allah, selected by Almighty Allah, not elected by people and the public, came there to Makkah Mukarramah, came there to Arafat, and they came to make pilgrimage. So we are the ones who are following the prophets and the messengers, number one. Number two, what is the journey? Now people are preparing, booking and so forth with ABC agent, XYZ agent. Even yesterday I met the person. So you must remember that we say it is a journey of love. So when you have true love, you fell in love with your wife before you got married to her. You were dating her, smooching her, maybe even sleeping with her. You know your Western decadent and satanic culture, how it works. Nevertheless, so when we don the garb, 
when we go of ihram, we go into the state of consecration, and then we pray and make our intention, and then we read the slogan of a lover, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik Labbaik La Sharika Laka Labbaik So now we're saying Ya Allah I am prepared for whatever you say You tell me walk I will walk You tell me run I will run You tell me that I must sleep there On the land and sand in Muzdalifa Notwithstanding the fact I'm a millionaire, billionaire I will do so Why? To make manifest my love for you O Almighty Allah So that is what the whole pilgrimage is all about. Let me give you some statistics. Abdullah ibn Umar he is the son of the second successor Sayyidina Umar and remember he performed Hajj pilgrimage 60 times the minor pilgrimage he performed 1000 times remember that Abdullah ibn Umar Imam Abu Hanifa performed Hajj pilgrimage 55 times. The sage of the age and that is remember Hazrat Pirani Pir Sayyidina Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani he performed Hajj 50 times so why would people today an ordinary Muslim goes to Dubai goes to New York London I myself if you tell me go to this country today I'll say I'm wasting my time I've been there five, six, seven times so what should I go there you tell me to go to Makkah, Medina, Aqsad, I'll jump in now. But you know the conditions are not conducive now. So therefore we're not going. And why, my brother, sister, the Muslim loves to go. Go and read chapter 22, Surah Hajj. And remember verse number 28. So chapter 22 and verse 28. Hadu manafi alahum. When you perform pilgrimage, this is the only action Almighty Allah states they will witness and they will experience and see the nafa, the manafi, the benefit, the gain, the profit, P-R-O-F-I-T coming to them. And the hadith in Tirmidhi, Mustafa, Prophet Muhammad, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Tabi'u bain al-Hajj wal-Umrah. You go for Hajj, then the pilgrimage, then follow it up with a minor pilgrimage. You went for the minor pilgrimage, then go for pilgrimage. For inna and it will remove the poverty it will remove the sins and you will be in a win-win situation Maldives I've been to Maldives so when I landed there and I had to fill in forms, they said, are you carrying any idols? Are you carrying any swine or pork or whatever? So obviously we say, no, no, no. Then they took us with the speed boats there. Now we must go stay there in the beautiful, wonderful. When I went there, I see the restaurants are full of pork and wine and swine and so forth and so on. So remember, so what good is there when you tell us we mustn't come? And obviously a Muslim will not come with wine and swine. But you the one who are selling them all these things here. So therefore, brother, that you must know what is true love. And therefore, you don't have direction. Your dog walks in front and then you walk behind the dog. So we now, I'm going for prayer now in two minutes time. So remember, we have direction. We have orientation. We don't worship the black cube. We worship Almighty Allah alone. But that gives us direction and orientation. A Muslim sister from North Beach, Salam Mufti Saab, I heard the superstitious in the Mammon custom that when getting married with the intention of taking out sadqa, you take out a live fowl, but the person must touch it or the sadqa won't be counted. 
and making the intention even good enough in the eyes of Allah. Have you heard of this reward or custom, Muslim sister from North Beach? Sister, that I'm a pakka mehman, 100%, you understood? And I never ever did this, and I never heard of it. I'm not discounting it. Remember, many people brought in many, many things. You must remember as their customs tradition. I know of one custom that I know that I saw in our families that now when the bride is leaving her parental home, she's going with her husband. So sometimes they put the coconut by the car, you know, by the tire, and the tire must go over the coconut. So I asked them, you guys not so what you're putting the coconuts there. I got a deferivia in Kekorotio Aiba. So I are gone, I spoke some memon there. Are your brains gone missing or what? So remember in Islam there is no customs that we follow that encroach and violate the Sharia, whether it comes from the Mehman place, Porbandar or anywhere else, or whether it comes from Saharanpur or Palanpur or Kolvatpur or Dabelpur, remember that. We reject all that. So but what you are saying, I'm hundred percent Mehman. I never ever heard of it. One more question, we can take more Salim Karim, inshallah. What? before I go. What is the sunnah method of taking an obligatory bath, Mr. Saab? So you must remember husband, wife had some gymnastics last night. You understand? They have eight course, nine course meal and then the last course is intercourse. So now you must remember gusal is compulsory. You have to take a bath. So first you make your intention in your heart, in your mind and thereafter you wash your hands and thereafter you make istinja, you wash your private and thereafter remember you make wudu as you normally make wudu. Thereafter you wash your entire body Body, so the top to bottom so your head downwards and then the right flank the right side then the left and you must insert water into your mouth into your nostrils and so forth especially according to the Hanafi scholars and according to all scholars Tahta Kulli Sha'aratin Janaba the Hadith in Mishka Sharif and in Abu Dawood and various compilations under every hair there is impurity so every hair has to get wet and so forth today we use the shower and so forth there's a different issue we waste so much water so you just move little bit you know to the left so the right flank can get washed properly move slightly to the right and the left will get washed but don't waste water you know water is a very very scarce commodity now especially there in the north coast go ask the people of Elam, Tongat and so forth and wherever you are we're not allowed to waste water Barakallah Jazakallah Khairan Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh